Norwich. After the bombing of Dresden, Norwich became a city with the largest number of pre-Reformation churches in Europe. That's another thing. Why are you telling our gals I was hit by a train? Lots of respectable people been hit by trains. Judge Hobby over in Cookville was hit by a train. What was I supposed to tell him? That you were sent to the penal farm and I divorced you from the show? 400 years ago, this serenity was shattered by a bloody big fight between the townsfolk and the cathedral monks. Six friars were beheaded on this site, which is now a Dorothy Perkins. The blood runs deep. Now we come to the teams. The next one is a mistake that is not allowed to happen. You say Red Bull Leipzig. German, we say Rasenballsport. This stands for Grass Ball Sport. It's not the same thing. Your work is puerile and underdramatized. You lack any sense of structure, character, or the Aristotelian unities. That was a majestic voice. You can keep Jesus. As far as I'm concerned, Neil Diamond will always be. King of the Jews. I don't just question your commitment to the mission, Lana. I question your commitment to America. Does anyone watch my show? Knowing me, knowing you, and Alan Partridge? No? 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 No one knows it? Has anyone never heard of me? Right. It's very rude to say that. Good morning, sir. I have no clue who you are. I do not know you. I saw that. I saw that post that you did on, on Facebook. Rabbi Dave. I, I mean, Friar, Friar Cook got hit by a train. Lots of respectable <laughs> people's been hit by train. I don't know who you are. Yeah. No, I'm pretending I don't know who he is because apparently over the uh, past few days, Friar Cook has become a wanted criminal. Uh, well, it almost seems that way. I mean, when when you get multiple prompts from various social media outlets wanting to verify not only your email address but your phone number, I'm like, okay, I have to be on a list somewhere. But don't they do that all the time, Rod? Don't don't these people constantly verify? I mean, I get that not all at the same time. That's the weird thing. Oh, well, apparently the white the White House has called the Capitol riot terrorist attack now. And, and I don't know if anybody else caught this. Sorry, welcome to What the Frock, by the way. I'm Dave. Oh, yeah. he's, he's Rod. And I'm Rod. And and happy Father's Day, everyone. For real this time. Indeed. I enjoyed my cinnamon rolls this morning. <laughs> I am... The amazing thing is everybody's gone. I got the whole place to myself. Well, that's cool. And I'm not even angry about it this week. See, last week I was angry because everybody yeah. was here and they were all ignoring me. A, ro- a rolling boil. And I made my cinnamon rolls because I thought, well, fuck all these people. But this week, everybody's gone. I mean, that's isn't that the best gift you could get? Well, uh, uh, you know, except for watching sports, right? Along with that, well, I'm going to do, do that anyway. I'm going to watch the dot. I'm going to watch the Dodger game. I'm going to watch the Mariner game. I'm going to watch the Rainiers game, and I might even watch the Aces game. I don't know. Yeah, it's fantastic. Anyway, the whole point of all this is I don't know who Rod is anymore because he's apparently. Uh, as the president pointed out to – this is so weird because he was in the he was in the summit with um, – what's that guy's name? Oh, uh, Putin. Blatt, Blatt, sorry. Putin. Yeah, yeah. Blatt. I, I almost wow, said dear. Gorbachev, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Had a rough night last night. Anyway, the point being that he was in this – so apparently somebody asked him a question about January 6th. And he said those people are criminals. And since the White House has called it a terrorist attack, endorsed extreme and endorses an extremist internet purge, 
you'll notice that Friar Cook has been being purged. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? No, I don't. Yeah. You know, I didn't notice anything. I know some people, James Woods was complaining about losing 3,000 Twitter followers in, in minutes. There's been quite a few that have been losing, have been complaining about losing people. But, you know, I did try and join the, the Proud Boys once because I wanted to see what they were really about because you can't, you can't depend upon the media's representation on anything. And they're. Were you not yeah, good enough? They wouldn't take you? You're not. You know, they, they reached out in an email and they, they vet their people before they bring them in. And I answered their questions and never heard back from them again. So I guess, uh, I don't know. So you weren't I'm good enough. I'm probably still on a list somewhere not, because of that email. You're not racist enough for the Proud Boys. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm not. I was trying to find out what they were. Hmm. Did you ever find out? No. I mean. I didn't get any material, you know, because in order to ask the questions and stuff, you have to, like, be vetted to go into the group. And then um, I wasn't planning on going through the initiation or anything. It's one of those things where you, you know, got to know a guy that knows a guy that, you know. No, what, I went to their I, website and looked at the, their local chapter here in Modesto. Anybody we know? I, I don't know. You might know them. I guess I could. At some point, share careful, their email Careful there now. I don't, I'm not admitting anything here because unlike other people, I lost no follow, tw- no Twitter followers in this. No. Now, I've been, I slowly gain. I get one here and one there just from all my sarcastic comments and slamming of Josh Harder. Right. Which you've been doing a lot of lately. Now, in fairness, I only have three followers. So, you know, even a 33%. And I'm, and I'm and one, of them. one of them. So. Really, I only have two people that follow me, so so even a fifty percent cut would have been one person. But yeah, you uh, you certainly uh, certainly getting on Josh Harder's uh, list. Let me make stupid comments. Well, he's a congressman. You don't think he's really doing that, do you? I bet you I money know. he don't know. I, I bet you money he doesn't even know his Twitter account handle. That's he's a young staffer. guy, so I bet you he does. He's some, he's got some staffer that he's paying. Probably less than minimum wage that too. Yeah, because you know you can get away with probably getting the, the the wage of a, a of a federal firefighter. That was one of his posts. <laughs> they deserve minimum wage, fifteen dollars an hour. Firefighters. That's the the federal firefighters. The the forestry department of forestry firefighters don't make fifteen dollars an hour. Oh, okay. I think he was talking about like my local fire because those guys know because that was my post. I, right. you know, the, the California salaries, I went ahead and did a search for firefighters for the year 2000 and quite a few of them made almost 300 K. Yeah. You're in the wrong line of work. If you're not making $15 an hour doing that, aren't most of those people prisoners? Well, I, in the federal program. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought they cleaned out the prisons and took those guys out there and said, here, jump into this fire and. I know there's people complaining about that. That could be that, you know, in which case, I don't know. Again, I don't know anything about firefighting. So I, I, I mean, I take that back. I do know a lot about firefighting on a submarine. I don't know anything about it in a forest <laughs> on a submarine. See, you got to learn quick. Cause you got about 45 seconds to put it out. And if you don't, you mm-hmm. never will. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of one of those. Anyway, Rod, as it turns out as a terrorist and, <laughs> There may Your come friendly a, neighborhood terrorist. There may come a day soon where it's just what the frock with Rabbi Dave because <laughs> Rabbi Cook got hit by a train. Lots of respectable people's gotten hit by a train. I hate when that happens. Yeah. They just disappear him like they do in Catch-22. We're going to disappear you. That's not even good grammar. What does that mean, Yosarian says? 
That's the last we saw him. Nobody ever heard from him again. They disappeared. And well, again, happy Father's Day to all everybody out there. Yes. So you're, uh, I don't know about your dad. My dad, when I was younger, he doesn't anymore, but my dad loved to travel. And of course we had. My my dad, not so much. We had five kids. So that meant driving everywhere. We 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 only flew as a family one time anywhere. And that was when dad was reassigned. To another unit, we didn't have a car. We didn't have a way to get there, so mm-hmm. so we had to fly. But other than that, we would drive. And what we would do is he would go to these conferences because he was a minister. Sure. So he would go to these continuing education conferences in, say, Milwaukee. So family vacation this year is in Wisconsin, where the real. Well, then it's a write-off, are. right? I don't know if it was or not because well, it's work-related travel. Even though you're taking all the Yeah, but technically he was getting paid to do it anyway. So we'd just load up the whole family and we'd go to Wisconsin, which, of course, along the way is South Dakota and everything. So that's how I saw Milwaukee. That's how I, that's how I ended up in a storm on a boat in Lake Michigan. Which Interesting. Was cool, which was pretty cool. <clears throat> we paid a lot of money to take this boat tour of Milwaukee Harbor there or whatever. Yeah. And it's storming. <laughs> So who's the only who's the only kid out on the deck standing in the bow like it's freaking Titanic? This oh, was yeah. 1978, you know. But I knew I was going to the Navy, so to me it was like, oh, this is great. But everybody else is huddled inside, terrified of these you know two foot waves out on Lake Michigan. <clears throat> anyway. I did something similar. My, my dad actually had a sailboat uh, out on the uh, San Francisco Bay, so he actually mm. it was a 32 foot sailboat oh. that. At one point in time, he decided uh, that we were – I was taking – I think it was my brother-in-law out uh, for just a, a trip out of the bay. But it was – a storm was coming in and there was a gale force wind warning. And my dad – we got out of the estuary and I went to the front uh, – the bow of the, of the boat. And I was doing the whole Titanic thing as, as the waves were <laughs> rocking up and down. It was like a roller coaster ride. It was so awesome. King of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I did not hear Celine Dion no, singing that's, though. That's a whole lot better when you got a girl to put your arms around. But – yeah, I don't when you're think, just out there by yourself, my wife look, would have gone on that. <laughs> just out there by yourself, you kind of look ridiculous. But you know. anyway, we used to drive everywhere, which my dad, I didn't really understand it when I was younger. And then, then I became, into my 20s, became an adult, moved out on my own, and I, and I began to understand driving. Mm-hmm. And I was actually having this conversation with Ben last night because he was asking about when he's going to learn to drive. And I, he was like, you know, in, in six years, I'll be able to learn to drive. Said six, four and a half, dude. You can start learning it at, at 15. You can start learning now, but yeah. you can't get your permit until you're 15 and a half. And he's like, wow, but I'm scared. Well, don't worry, man. You got time. <laughs> and he's like, he starts making all these, he's not even 11 yet. He doesn't turn 11 for another couple of weeks. And he's already starting in with this, these excuses, these millennial excuses about why he doesn't want to drive. Yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, no. You are going to learn to drive because I am not driving you everywhere when you're That's 18. the fight we're having with our 20-year-old. Good he Lord. had his permit at one point in time and through circumstances because you know, of the, some of the health issues my wife had. We just didn't get the practice in for him to actually go and take the driver's test before his permit expired. But now he doesn't want to drive. <sighs> See, I'm going to take Ben out like, like when he's like next year. I'm going to take Ben yeah. out in the truck in the parking lot at, at the mall or whatever and say, okay, 
Here we go. Well, Dave, when, when we were kids, man, we used to, yeah. my parents let me drive, you know, I would go wash the cars on the weekend and they, and I'd back one out and I'd drive it down the street and turn it around and bring it up. I was 12 years old. Right. And, and of course you'd go all the way to the end of the street because who just of wants to course. go, who just wants to go out on the street and turn around? I had to go around the block. Sorry. <laughs> right. And of course, if you're following the science, Rod, you had to make them all left turns. When you went around the block. So that would take it even longer, right? I, well, I guess I didn't follow the science. Yeah, that's the latest, that's the latest scientific, um, what do you want to call this? Nonsensical thing? <laughs> Actual title of the article. We should abolish the left turn, comma, science suggests. So after 15, 16 months of Dr. Fauci saying... <laughs> Follow the science. Yeah. After all these months of Gavin Newsom, who exploded and turned into bats, cackled and exploded into bats. After mm -hmm. Jay Inslee's, we should follow the science, except when it comes to men becoming women. After all that, now science says we should abolish the left-hand turn. Yeah. Now, I don't know what this would have done to my dad, because my dad, as far as I know, he might be the best driver I knew. I know. Uh -huh. I don't know about it anymore because I haven't, I haven't ridden with my dad driving in the last, <laughs> I don't know, five or six years. But back when I was a kid, he was a good driver. And I don't remember left turns being an issue. Now, I do remember, was it probably 10 years ago that UPS did this? UPS came out with some rule about no more left turns and they programmed everything. Because this was going to save gas. Rod, this was going to save gas. And because their engines weren't running as much, it was going to, of course, save the environment planet right by, yeah. by cutting down on emissions which is complete nonsense because now you're running your engine longer yeah because you're going a little further right uh for drivers turning left in the united states is one of the most dangerous moves on the road 61 percent of all crashes that take place at intersections involve a left-hand turn now i didn't know that before i read this article this week <laughs> but now all of a sudden <laughs> it's in my head Mm -hmm. And I had to go – Friday was just a nuts day for me. I had to go to a meeting. I had to go to a funeral. I had to go to the doctor and get my toe fixed. I had to go back to the, back to the reception after – all of this stuff going on. And every time I'd come to a corner where I had to make a left-hand turn, I'm thinking to myself, should I make the, should I make the right and go around the block? <laughs> because I got a 61% better chance of being splattered here. Than, than, than I do if I do a right-hand turn. And it's messing until with you, my head. Until you do, the right, or you do the right hand turn around the block and then you actually hit somebody making a left-hand turn. <laughs> right. Because I'm the one that hits Because you're the only one practicing it. Left-hand turns take you against traffic and in the path of oncoming cars and most take place at the driver's discretion, not during the distressingly brief left-hand arrow at busy intersections. Now, that's one thing we have up here that I have long advocated for everywhere. The flashing yellow arrow, left turn arrow. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I know in California, you, you get the red light on the green, yeah. on the left hand turn. You can't go here and you sit there and you sit there and you sit there and you sit there and you sit there. And then you get yeah. about a two second green arrow or green light. Here you got the flashing yellow. So as long as it's clear, you can go. Of course, you're 61% chance of being splattered when you do, but. Yeah. Or. If you're going to have an accident. So now that's all in my head every time I go to this. 
But apparently science has said now that you, uh, if we eliminate left-hand turns, we just do away with them altogether. You, uh, you, you just make – well, what's the, what's, what's the Are phrase? Are they proposing like roundabouts? No. Because that would be a right-hand turn really they're, only. They're, they're talking about what we used to call – you were in marching band, right? Remember the 270 um, turn? I was not in marching band, but I was what? around the band geeks. The 270 I a, turn? I was a singer. The Zoolander turn? I can't turn. I can't turn left, so I have to turn 270 degrees to the right to go left. <laughs> That's what they're proposing. No, I'm not making this up. So you go all the I'm, way around the block to to go back. Now the, the the weird part about this is there are places where I do this anyway because the stupid lights and the traffic. Yeah. I know the shortcut. I know it's shorter to go in time to go around the block, but I never think of it in terms of. We should get rid of the left-hand turn to keep me from being impaled by some idiot who doesn't know how to drive. Yeah. Who shall remain well, nameless. But. I had actually seen an article recently about a city. I think it was a Midwestern city that replaced all of their intersection lights with roundabouts and saw a dramatic decrease in the number of fatal accidents. I have no idea how that works. I don't – I, I, don't, I mean, I understand how roundabouts work. I don't understand how they reduce accidents and or traffic because – Well, they didn't reduce necessarily accidents. They reduced fatal accidents because you know people still don't know how to drive a freaking roundabout. I, how many times have I pulled up to – we have multiple roundabouts here and they're putting them in everywhere they can. In fact, we have a street that goes from my house – there's two streets that go from my house to downtown Silverdale. Mm-hmm. Okay? Silverdale Way – which is a straight shot, psh, Highway 30, whatever, and Ridgetop Way, Ridgetop Road. Ridgetop goes to this residential apartment thing. And for some reason, right after I moved here, they decided that every intersection on Ridgetop needs to be a round, roundabout. But not one of them is identical to another one. In other words, they're different sizes, they're different oh. angles, they're different, they're different slopes on the so you you know, you come up on it and and you'll pull up to this thing, and people just so the one of the outs on them is always from these apartment complexes, and it just confuses the heck out of everybody. Everybody just sits there and goes, "Well, whose turn is it?" <laughs> because it's not a stop sign, no. right? As so, long as you have, as long as there's, you know, it, it's you, you can safely get in and merge into it. You just go, right. and that's my attitude. Well, let's let's just do that. Then yeah. they built one of these three-lane monstrosities down in Gig Harbor where I have n- no clue how they're stopping accidents at this thing because <laughs> it's the most confusing. It's a highway on-ramp. Oh, no. One of the exits. And it's like, oh, my God. When I was driving for Safeway in that thing, man, it was like I would go out of my way. to. You want to talk about making left turns or right turns to, to avoid – I would go up Cottonwood and Canterwood to get away to get away from that thing because it was like no, and yeah, and the, the problem is nobody knows what they're doing. Right, you'd get asked when you got back. So how come you took this route? It, it takes ten minutes longer, you know, blah blah blah. Because I didn't want to kill somebody with this giant truck when they impaled themselves <laughs> on me in this roundabout. Gee, circles of death. I think is what Bill calls them. Anyway, they decided that Ridgetop needed to be every. Corner needed to be one of these things. So now I avoid Ridgetop like the plague, and yeah. I go down Silverdale Way, which, of course, is the major school bus route, which during the school year, because of COVID, Rod, now yeah. stay with me here, 
because of COVID, it isn't just 8.30 in the morning and 3.30 in the afternoon anymore. Now it's 7.30 in the morning, 10.30 in the morning, noon 30 in the afternoon, and 4.30 in the afternoon. And I live right on the border between Central Kitsap and North Kitsap. So literally, for about a, I don't know, half mile radius, it's everybody's buses are coming and going. So it's like, I just want to pull my hair out. I yeah, could. Well, it, those roundabouts sound kind of strange Stupid. that they didn't do them uniform. But then again, we have, there's one stop, I think, on River Road out in Ripon. It's actually a roundabout, but they put stop signs on it. So mm. it's a four-way stop roundabout. roundabout. Well, and then we have the infamous <coughs> Highway 3 on-ramp here off Highway 303. So four-lane, three-lane highway, two-lane highway, I don't know what it is at that point. So you're coming over this hill. It's a, it's two lanes, three lanes. It is three lanes. And you want to turn left. You you, you want to get on Highway 3 going north to Polesbo or Port Townsend or, you know, whatever, the Olympic Peninsula, whatever. Mm-hmm. So normally, how do you do that? You have a right exit that loops around, clover leaves around, and dumps you back on there, right? Yeah. Not here. Here we have a traffic light that makes everybody stop. And then you go into the oncoming lane to make the left turn onto Highway 3, hoping, of course, that nobody coming the other way on 303 blows through that red light. Because if they do... You're dead. You have a 61% chance of dying, and we've had multiple fatal accidents since since just since I've been here. And it's like, who the hell designed this? It's the most idiotic thing in the freaking world. I mean, it, it just, it, again, an area I go out of my way to avoid. I mm-hmm. literally will go the backcountry roads up, up north to get on Highway 3 because it's like, I'm not Yet going validating there. another scientific uh, statistic that accidents are down at that stop at that roundabout or whatever stoplight because people aren't driving it right, they're avoiding it <laughs> well i mean here's a left turn a mandatory left turn that the science says we should do away with but we're gonna make you do it because i don't know what the hell are we doing here yeah people are dying doing it does anybody grow i mean it's like highway 120 in in uh, in manteca right i mean yeah. That, that Oakdale interchange there. Lord, how many accidents? Do you, how many people do you have to kill before you finally go, hey, maybe we should do something about this? Let's build a roundabout in the middle of a Highway 120. That'll get it done. Oh, yeah. Anyway, my dad used to love to drive. We drove all over the country. Milwaukee, Washington State. First time I, first time I ever came up here was one of those conferences like that with my dad. The only time we really drove was when we drove up to Oregon to visit our relatives because my grandparents were up there and, and my uncle. Man, we used to drive a lot. And the sad part about all that, round was I am highly, and I mean highly, and always have been, susceptible to car sickness. Ugh. I mean. Unless I'm driving. Unless I'm, I'm not driving, driving. Oh, man. Or there's an exception to that. If I really trust the driver, I mean really trust him. Not like my dad I trusted, but still – it was a lot of hours on the road. <laughs> I, mean, I got to be really in the want... front seat if I'm not driving. Oh, man, I got to be in the, the wind, front seat. With, the, with access to air. Air, windows down, air conditioning on, something. And I can't look at my phone. I can't read anything because as soon as I look down, or I start feeling it. My ex-wife, 
our first date. She takes me on this this road in Virginia that's <laughs> Yeah, so I'm surprised she still married me after that cuz I <laughs> Of course, it didn't last, so I guess that's <laughs> probably what I'm – anyway, the whole idea here is if if you oppose – here's the great part of this, Rod. If you oppose the elimination of left turns, it's because you hate science. And that probably makes you a thought criminal, and we need to purge you and verify your email address. That could so be. We put you on lists so we know. Uh, well, I think I've made comments about Fauci too. That's that could be why I'm on the list as well. See, I know Gavin Newsom's been hearing it too. Rod hates science, and that's why he is on the list. Father's Day episode of What the Frock. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. And uh, we're celebrating. This show might be a little bit shorter today because i got more cinnamon rolls to eat and an entire house to I myself have, to enjoy. I've got breakfast to go out to. Mm. You know where you're going yet? I am. There's a local place called Cahoots. Oh. Heard of that? You're going to uh, wear your cowboy boots? And... No, I don't own Isn't cowboy that a cowboy boots, bar? <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> I don't remember, man. It's been a while since I left. That's the kind of thing, though, that makes you say WTF, isn't it? Oh, it does. So I was sitting here, minding my own business, as I so often do, when uh, I came across a story, Rod, that made me say WTF. Yeah. I don't know where you stand on the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing. I can guess uh, where you stand on it. because well, you're that it's his laptop. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreement with that. I know you're a domestic terrorist, potentially, so I got a extremist. Not not terrorist, but so extremist. My, yeah. yeah, my opinion is qualified, right? Because right. I'm a domestic right. you, terrorist, I you guess. You believe it's his laptop, but not his files? Is that what you're telling me? No, they got his laptop and his files. Right. Well, you said that like you didn't believe it was his files. That they were planted, you know, probably by Rudy Giuliani or Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> currently dead. Please inform me if his condition changes. Um so anyway, wherever you stand on the Hunter Biden thing, um, there came a Hunter Biden story this week that just absolutely – I'm somewhere between amused and appalled because as we've yes. talked about before and I've talked about on my show in recent days, I'm an art guy. I, I'm not a huge art guy. I'm not, I'm not somebody who goes to art museums. In fact, I got thrown out of the Chrysler Museum in Norfolk for making fun of the Picasso How'd you make fun of the Picasso? It was trash glued to a canvas. That's all it is. It's did trash you, glued to a canvas. Did you stick your gum canvas. to it? <laughs> no, I just pointed that out. Everybody was standing there going, hmm, it's so impressive. It's so remarkable. It's, it speaks to me. I said, it's trash glued to a canvas. And they asked me to leave. Um which didn't impress my date. The other time I got in trouble was at the National Museum of Art in Washington, D.C., because we have one. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I didn't. At the time I went, however, hanging in the main gallery over the main stairway as you entered 
was a giant white canvas titled White Canvas. Hmm. Like you don't see those in Aaron Brothers or Hobby Lobby. And you people are laughing about this invisible statue that got sold. I got news for you. You paid for white canvas. (laughs) Your tax dollars gave that guy an NEA grant for white canvas. At least you didn't have to pay for the invisible statue, right? True. Anyway, I like – I do like art. There's some things I really like and there's some things I don't like. But like most things, you know, I'm an impressionist guy. Anyway, Hunter Biden – who has been unemployed recently. I don't know if you knew that or not. He's been unemployed. He's been, he's been unemployed for a while now, hasn't he? Right, because I guess no fascist dictators need a, a go-between between him and the president anymore. I guess. Vice president, whatever. Anyway, he has a new career, and that new career is as a artiste, a <laughs> painting artiste. He is painting pictures. Okay. Now, again, I'm not... I'm not in any position to judge because I can't paint a straight line, let alone two straight lines. Abstract art is something that I just don't get. It's not something that I think is uh, intelligent. There's nothing to it that I like, but but again, more power to people that can make money doing it. So apparently Hunter Biden is selling his paintings for mm, quite significant money. Fifty, eighty thousand dollars a pop. Oh, I'm I'm sure that those are you know kind of like donations, right? <laughs> experts, experts, experts. Air quote, air quote. So you can't. So you people can't see what I'm doing. Scientists, right? Right. Scientists. I mean, they're, if they're experts, right? Say that his artwork is impressive and will fetch big bucks. Mark Tribe, the chairman of the NMFA Fine Arts Department at New York City's School of Visual Arts, said, "Quote." I think it's pretty strong. I like it. The colors are compelling. The compelling organic forms. It's the kind of organic extraction that I find easy on the eyes and provokes your curiosity, he said, of the mixed media paintings and drawings by the president's son. Hunter, who is 51, says he is embarking on a full-time career as an artist and plans to work for a private showing of his creations for potential buyers in Los Angeles in the fall. And then an exhibition in New York. Which, of course, I mean, I'm not trying to be critical of artists or anything here, but no. it's probably a hell of a lot easier to get a showing in New York if, you're pro- if your father's the president of the United States. It's, it's probably jacking up the cost of his paintings as well. I mean, it's... You know, rather than having to work on the board of some corporation, now he can just sell paintings. Right, right. I mean, there he might actually had to show up to a meeting. Yeah. And of course, he can. This Chinese diplomat wants to buy a painting. His paintings, (laughs) drawings, and assembly collages. Collages. How is that art? We did collages when we were in kindergarten and first grade, right? You'd You'd glue pictures of things on a piece of cardboard and you'd smear elmer's glue over it and then the glue would dry clear that's a collage right typically colorful works that range from geometric patterns to trees and human body parts alex acevedo 75 said i've been in the art business since 1956 he owns the alexander gallery in midtown manhattan i'm not impressed with modern art at all he said but i was floored by that guy 
The palette was wonderful. The space was well organized. I would buy a couple of them. And anybody who would buy it is guaranteed an instant profit, he said. He's the president's son. Everybody would want a piece of that. (laughs) By the way, the prices range from $75,000 to half a million bucks for Soho art dealers. For a Soho art dealer by the name of Jorge Burgess, who once served time for assault with a deadly weapon. That's the kind of thing that makes me say, WTF? Yeah. Oh, and I've got some paintings over here that Ben did that if you would like to bid on, the bidding will start at, you know, we'll just say 15 grand and go from there. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that'll do it. You know, know, Dave, that we're not really fans, per se, of of Joe Biden. Um, You know, and, and we were sort of fans of Trump in a way. I mean, he was he was. Well, you were because you were a proud troll. boy. I, I wanted mean, to be a proud boy. Um, but you know, if you don't like a politician, um, you know that, that, that's okay. But when your neighbors are supporting the politician that you don't like, what do you? What would you? Know, how do you deal with that? Well, if you're yeah. Friar Cook, you go on Twitter and <laughs> make yeah, comments. You go rail against what they're doing there. Uh, I, I wouldn't do that with my neighbors, I, I, you know, but the politicians, yeah. But uh, so apparently there there was this an Ohio man, seventy um, year old Ohio man who who told cops that he was a Trump man, quote unquote. He recently confessed to repeatedly urinating and defecating <laughs> in in front of his neighbor's home because the residents are quote. Democrats that support Joe Biden. It's not funny. Quote. Why am I laughing? That's not funny. <laughs> oh, so basically, this guy was questioned, and during the questioning, he admitted to urinating on on his neighbor's yard, and and also come on, can you, I want to see that defecating on the victim's property multiple times. I want to see that questioning. They got the light on him. Going, <laughs> admit it. Hey, hey, you, buddy. <laughs> We've got your partner in the other room. He's confessing to everything. Well, I only I only went number one, not number two. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I guess you know there are ways to take out your uh, displeasure of your neighbors. I would not recommend defecating and urinating on their yard, especially with all the cameras now that people have. Is that how they caught him? But uh, uh, they didn't. It didn't say. But there was a f- there was a Facebook post following following the guy's arrest. Where the the neighbor who was the victim in this said, uh, you know, eventful early morning, basically, that the apprehension of the man who's been shitting in our front yard for the past 10 years, 10 years, Wait, they let Trump this go on. Trump wasn't president for heck? 10 years? Trump wasn't What's president the- 10 years ago? Uh, they, there had to have been some other kind of circumstances between the neighbors that, that did this. Right, because like 10 years ago, it was Obama, wasn't it? Yeah. What's What's stupid is... The the neighbor who found the, the the poop basically, he's like the the guy would leave behind three or four crumpled restaurant napkins that he used to clean himself. That was my clue that we had had a visitor. <laughs> yeah, the big pile of crap. I wasn't guess if he to... just didn't wipe, you'd think it's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbors walking their dog again and not cleaning up their dog's duty. Wow. Well, what's the penalty for this? Do you figure? Uh, I don't know. What did they, did they charge him with anything? Or? Well, it, let's see here. I could read the police report. I didn't read that. Yeah. Well, that won't tell you what they charged him with. That'll just tell you what, what they alleged yeah. he did. Yeah. 
there's there's no there's no charge here on the mm. on the report. I guess we have that to look forward to, huh? Yeah. See how that great case turns out. Yeah. Because it makes you say, "What the frock?" It's what the frock. I'm Rabbi Dave. I'm Friar Cook, and it's ha- it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to Happy all the Father's fathers, Day. including us. Happy Father's Day to you. Eat, drink, be merry. Sure, I'm having a great day. The house is empty. I got the whole place to myself. Cinnamon <laughs> rolls, coffee, baseball. I'm walk around naked. I could do that. I guess I'm not really sure why, but I do have three cats that have claws so that might be a problem I kind of a kind of avoid doing that because it could be a bit of a problem oh look a new cat toy yeah <laughs> and as i used to say small hands small feet it's not true and i can prove it so yeah. there you go anyway point being, point being that uh it is father's day so happy father's day to all the fathers that are listening which by the way from what i can tell on our stats is pretty much everybody well i mean they're all male that's at least says, for the next yeah. couple weeks <laughs> it's, it's like I, I don't know what we did. did. Did we do something offensive to women? There were several. There were several early episodes. I think right. that we had to apologize to. Not not a pad to apologize, but we made you know. Here, send your hate mail here. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what we did to drive away all the women because I don't really think we. We're not I, misogynistic. If, if we did, much. let us know. I mean, <laughs> we'd at least like to know. I mean, it's like it's like a relationship, right? I'd at least like to know <laughs> what I did wrong. So when I when I pretend to apologize, I actually yeah. pretending to know what I'm apologizing for. Good luck with that. Yeah, I know. It's the way things work, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, women can't live with them. So, Pass the beer uh, nuts. <laughs> there's a weird thing about me that most people don't know. Most people think I hate soccer. Which is true. For the most part, I do. I cannot yeah. watch MLS. I'm not, I'm, hmm. I have no interest in MLS at all. Nope. I used to I used to watch it, but I haven't watched in the last year or two. Somewhere along the way, I decided that if I was going to watch soccer, that I had to watch English Premier League soccer because that's the only soccer in the world worth. I don't I don't want to hear about the German leagues. I don't want to hear about the Russian the Bundesliga. I don't want to hear about France and Italy and that BS. I wanted the to hear about league. right the Premier League is is called the Premier League for a reason. But I also didn't want to be a bandwagon fan jumping on Arsenal or Manchester United or yeah. some BS like that. So I started looking back then. This was like 2015, 14, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I started looking at the list of teams in, in the Premier League for, for Dave's team. Now, let us be clear. I am not going to sit here and watch every game religiously. Number one, because they happen at 430 in the freaking morning. It's on Saturday and Sunday. On Saturdays and Sundays. And I'm just not going to do that. So, but I figured I needed a team for, for myself. And I found a team that had some interesting things to it. Like 
the SS Norwich City was a ship that shipwrecked on an island in the Pacific Ocean, which is the same island where Amelia Earhart probably crashed and okay. died. I thought, well, that's an interesting connection. The city of Norwich, England, is also where Alan Partridge, my favorite fake radio host, is from. And if you don't know who Alan Partridge is, well, knowing me, knowing you, aha. <laughs> it's also Norwich, Norfolk is also where Holt, England is, which is where my ancestral family came from. Oh, that makes sense. So I thought, Norwich it is. This was before, of course, I knew that Norwich City is basically um, <clears throat> to the left of, of the left. I mean, it is for, as cities go, Norwich is pretty much uh, – well, it's the San Francisco of okay, – politi yeah. politically speaking, it's the, it's the San Francisco of England. I mean, it really is. But by that point, I was already engaged. Yeah. You're, you're already committed. I'm already committed. I, I don't want to go find another team and – Besides which, there's something there's something about Norwich that I really like. By the way, it's Norwich, but if you are a Norwich fan, you say Norwich. Yeah. And you say things like, along come Norwich, which means, see, something goes wrong or something's going really good, you go, yep, along come Norwich, meaning that everything's about to fall to pieces. <laughs> because this is what Norwich does. They're in the Premier League, they tank, and they go down, they get relegated. They do really good in the championship, win the championship, go back up to the Premier League. And then- yeah. Long come Norwich, and, and we go back down. <laughs> so this is what's been happening since I've been a part of the – this is the third time now since I've been a fan. What, 2015? Yeah. It's still <laughs> yeah. a great system. I still love that oh, system. I love the relegation system. I really do. But now Norwich is going back up to the Premier League next season because we won the outright championship yeah. of the Championship League, which is stupid. Why do they call it Championship League when it's not really the Championship League? Anyway, point being yeah. of all this that Norwich is going back up, which is where – also residing is another yeah. team. Yeah, and so my story is uh, along the lines, I think one of the first soccer games that I remember watching, and I used to play soccer as a kid um, quite frequently in, in the Bay Area. It was It's a big deal in, in the city of Pleasanton. And uh, so I remember whenever soccer did come on TV, which was very rare in those days, back in the 70s, I remember seeing these jerseys. Uh, they used to call them soccer jerseys that at that time it was of the black and white vertical striped shirts which you know at that time i found out it was it was newcastle united team and so then yeah not able to watch it or anything like that it wasn't until actually listening to dave's trials and and triumphs with norwich that i said you know what i'm gonna look at a premier league team again and, and i go and i'm like yes that's right newcastle newcastle i remember it and so I started following Newcastle and, and giving Dave some smack, too, when, when they'd play back in the day. Which was not happening this past year, last two yeah. years, because Norwich was in the championship and Newcastle was hanging on by dear freaking life to the Premier League. <laughs> this year. Well, they, you know, it, it's their ownership is, is much like the Al Davis of the Raiders how dealing with, uh, you know, monkeying around with the coaching and not getting the players that they need. And, and not he's wanting to he's been wanting to sell the team for the last like three years. And so it, it's None just of which this, is a problem in Norwich because in Norwich we have what's her name and I'd forgotten her name. So I'm not really a dedicated fan. I just. Kind of like to pretend yeah. to be a fan. Anyway, she's like some big celebrity chef. Okay. And she's owned the team for years. And our coach, 
is from Germany. Which, of course, yeah. everybody knows that the best soccer is in Germany, except for the league is crap. But Daniel Farke, and he's uh, he's a pretty militant kind of German guy, right? Oh, yeah. And from what I hear, because I don't really speak German, his uh, his outbursts can be rather legendary. <laughs> so this year, this coming season, which starts in a mere 55 days from now, yeah, it's a very short off-season. Yeah, it really is because of COVID, I'm sure. So in 55 days, the uh, the next Premier League season begins. And again, I don't really care that much. I know our yeah. first three games are against Liverpool, Chelsea. It's, got and, a horrible draw. Yeah, it's like, pfft, I mean, okay. So we're going to start off 0-3 or 0-5 yeah. or whatever it is. Um, Newcastle's kind point, of the opposite. So Newcastle's right. <laughs> going to – they could win. I don't know. We'll see. Right. But at some point, twice in the upcoming season, Newcastle United will battle Norwich. Yes. Once in Newcastle, once in Norwich. At Let's go Toons Army. Right. Let's go you yellows. On the ball, city. So, naturally, we are going to bet on these games. Now, here's the question, Rod. Do we bet like normal Americans? We won, you won. Or do we bet like soccer people, <clears throat> aggregate scores? Hmm. Everybody With the, the gold everybody differential? In the, everybody in the audience is going, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> I am too. Aggregate scoring is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't matter who wins the game. It's over the course of how many games we play, who has the most goals. Yeah. So theoretically, you could play a four-game series. Lose three of the games. But if you win one game, say 15 to nothing or something, you still win. Stupid. Anyway, point being, how should we handle this bet? Because, again, the other likelihood is there is at least a 50% chance that both of these games end in a nil-nil tie, which yeah. for you Americans is 0-0. Zero, zero. So how do, we, how do we handle this bet? And we need suggestions as to what the bet should be. And this is uh, where you, the listening audience, comes in. We need our we need suggestions for the bet. Now we only got about fifty days to get this right. And keep in mind, I'm gone all of July. Yeah, so we, so we, we need will these be fast. off the air for right. a period of time. So those are the two things we got to work out here. Yeah. Aggregate well, betting uh, or know, just flat out winning. I think we had talked originally. I think it was the not this last season, but the season prior. We had talked about beer, which I think I still right. owe you. Probably, but I don't remember. It's been that it's been that long since Norwich has been in the Premier League. Man, it's been two freaking years. And the year last time we were in the Premier League, it was very forgettable. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, it was. It was. It they, yeah, they were not doing good at all. No. <laughs> we were very Newcastle esque. Yeah, although Newcastle but, finished, they finished yeah, like twelfth, I think, this that, year. Well, yeah, but. Mm. If you guys could see the text that he was sending me oh, a month ago, it, it was bad. It was it, when you're depending upon other teams to lose, so that you're so that you're right where you place. And see, actually... that's the difference between Newcastle and Norwich. When you guys need somebody else to lose, they lose. Yeah. When we needed somebody to lose, it's like all of a sudden they became you know Ronaldo or Pele or something, and teams that teams that shouldn't be winning games at all were suddenly beating Liverpool and Leicester yeah. and. Like, what the hell is this? 
But as I as I do remember, though, Norwich did did beat. Uh, wasn't it Manchester City? At yes, one we point? did. Yes, we did. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, worst season they've ever had in the Premier League. They win like like five games, and one of those is against Manchester City. Yeah. It's like it's like if you go on the Norwich sites now, everybody's like, oh, "Remember when we beat Manchester? It was so great." And see, I'm I'm an enough of American type fan to go. It's like these people screaming about Shohei Otani, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and Mike Trout. Well, they're great. Your team's still not doing very well, but you got some trade bait there. It's what you got. Yeah, and don't even get me started on how the transfer system works in soccer. Good lord, what a mess! Anyway, what we need from you is what a what should the bet be? Beer, food, you know what? What do you think? Something online embarrassed? You know yeah. what do you what do you think it should be? And should it be the aggregate system where it's just whoever has the most goals over these two games, or should it be yeah. actual wins? Because again, yeah. at least a fifty percent chance that we end up tied in both games. Well, and it could be a combination. It could be say, you know, if, if there's a definite winner, then great. If it's right. if they're tied, then we need some other way of determining the winner. Right. Or we could, if they tie, we could just say, oh, look, another tie in soccer. One. Well, here's another wrinkle too. Should the loser pay or should the winner pay? What? Should the winner buy the loser a beer per se? Are you trying or, to wiggle out of this because you're scared of us now? No, Is that what you're trying to do? Because that's, that's just what it sounds that, like to no, me. We need to establish the rules before we go into this. You guys finished 12th, right? We're in the championship. What are you worried? What are you so scared of over there? I, I'm scared that they're not going to pay money to get the players that they need to actually do decent in oh, trades. Come on. We already traded our best. We already sent our best player to, to Watford or something. Yeah. I think Newcastle ended up getting one of your players, too. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, what do you think? Let us know because. <laughs> Believe it or not, we actually do care. We do. I don't can't stand the rest of soccer. Never going to watch it. Never going to participate in it. But, uh, but this matters. I watch two it. games. Two games this year will matter. Beyond that, the rest of it is just uh, crap. Yeah. It's what the frock. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. And um, well, another another year's Father's Day has come and gone. How hot is it there? I know it's been hot there. Oh, it's the high. It was supposed to be one one oh nine. I think today. Ooh, I yeah, think we're was, supposed to hit. 80. It was one oh seven at like twelve. We're supposed to hit eighty. And everybody, everybody's wandering around here like, but of course it's a much more humid eighty here than it is one oh nine there. I wouldn't know because I, I'm not stepping foot outside until the sun sets. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Well, anyway, happy Father's Day to everybody. We're glad you've been a part of our uh, exciting day here. And we certainly uh, – I'm certainly enjoying myself. I know that. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this day too. I'm, I'm still debating on the whole naked thing. And we, I, Will that help attract women listeners or not? If you knew Dave was lounging about naked – for Father's Day, would that would that be attractive to women listeners, or would it be repulsive to you? I don't think so. I, well, I think any man not walking you, around I'm not, naked. 
<laughs> what if I put on a speedo with that? By help? yourself, yes. See, I'm willing to do anything that we Euro Dave. <laughs> I'm willing to do whatever it takes here to, to to grow the audience because that's what we're about, right? Because yeah. until we grow the audience huge, we're never going to get rich. And ultimately, the goal here is to get rich. <laughs> okay. Well, Rod, think about this. I mean, you're complaining about the ownership of Newcastle. If you were rich enough, you could buy the team, and then Dave, you could. I may not be here next week. Well, that's true. <clears throat> Joe Biden might do. <laughs> I forgot about that. Anyway, you want to uh, connect with us? You can do it on the web at whatthefrock.org. That is our website. You can email us. My email address. Well, the show's email address. WTF at whatthefrock.org. Yes. Mine. Dave at whatthefrock.org. Mine is Rod at whatthefrock.org. Pretty simple. See how simple that is? You can you can communicate with us to your heart's content. Now, in fairness, I'll probably ignore them, but you're welcome to send them. I've never received one, so. What? You Rod forwarded one instead of gone to the I forwarded the them to you because I figure somebody should read them and it's not going to be me. Was so. <laughs> oh, that why I get them? <laughs> and of course, we're on social media. Check us out at Facebook.com slash WhatTheFrock. And we're also on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as Colonel Rabbi, at Colonel Rabbi. Not that anybody pays attention. Like I said, I got like three followers. So. Yeah. I'm at Goliad Friar. Now, there you go. You can, uh, you can join us there and communicate with us to your heart's content. I'm yeah. sure we'd uh, love to talk about anything you want to talk about, from science and left turns to Hunter Biden's artwork, possibly even soccer. Possibly. <laughs> Which, of course, they don't call soccer. They call it football, Mm -hmm. which is stupid. Because it's, you know, football. Right. But they don't call it football. They call it football. 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 It's not football. It's football. And let's face it. If it doesn't have the Denver Broncos, it's not really football. That's kind of the way I look at it. I'm Rabbi Dave. And I am Friar Cook. And this has been a Father's Day episode of... What the Frock? (laughs) 